Don't even try to be a leader. Be a servant. Elisha. God made him for one purpose. He was a servant. Elijah was a very nasty man, by the way. No wonder Elisha was also mean. Elisha. What was Elisha doing when Elijah found him? He was busy plowing. Mbu is a farmer. A prophet to be a farmer? Thank God Elijah found him. If Elijah had not found him, we would never have had a prophet called Elisha. So I want you to ask yourself, deep within you, every prophetic word given to you can only be fulfilled in alignment with God's purpose for you. God takes you to Norway. It is because there's a purpose for you there. That's how it works. God has the final say upon your life. You don't. But God gives you the liberty to choose. It's either it's in his plan or according to your plan. Let me tell you something about your own plan. Your own plan will struggle. Your own plan will fall apart. Your own plan, however carefully made it may seem to be, it can only take you somewhere. It will never sustain you. And Satan fears a man walking in God's plan. So let me ask you a question. What is that thing you do that you don't struggle to do? It comes naturally. It's who you are. Your purpose is not very far from that. If you're a carpenter, all you need to do to align yourself with God you say, Lord, I'm sorry I've spent all my time doing the wrong thing. Now I am willing to do what you want me to do. If only you lead me. And that's all the prayer you need to make. And you'll see how God will lead you. Before you know it, a neighbor may come with a broken chair. Or you begin from your house. There's some broken chair. Before you know it, you have a hammer. You're repairing it. A neighbor says, hey, but even me, I had Mike a broken chair. They are bringing it. Before you know it, another neighbor. Before you know it, you have more broken things in your compound that need to be mended, and you didn't look for them. That's how God works. That's how God works. So are you trying to find your purpose? Are you stuck in a bad place? And here's the other thing, is that for every purpose, there's a place for it. There's a place for it, and there's a time for it. Child of God, there's a place for it. There's a time for it. I'm telling you, you could be here, and heaven, it knows, heaven knows you are in the wrong place. And do you know when you're in the wrong place, the heavens cannot be open for you. The heavens will remain closed and even the earth will not yield its fruit for you. You will till the ground, but your seed will die in the ground. Hey, you, even your animals, they will not be blessed. As a matter of fact, they get a curse because of you. I, if you finish reading Deuteronomy 28, you'll know what I'm talking about. The part for the blessings is very small. The part for the disobedience is a lot. You see the same verses, they are, they are flipped. It says, your enemies, you will attack them in one direction, but you will flee in seven. It says you will be cast as you come in and cast as you go out. You'll be, I'm telling you, the work of your hands will be cast. Your cows, they calf everything. God flipped the entire thing. The whole thing is flipped. You, it, everything will be cast, it will be cast, it will be cast, it will be cast. It, it even makes matters worse. It says you betroth a woman, another shall marry her. It's bad. Yes, it's there. Maybe you've never studied that scripture. Imagine you betrothing a wife. Another man marries her and has children and you know. That is it. You read that scripture. You'll plant crops, but you never eat of them. Another man will come to eat. Then God says, I'll send the locust, the caterpillar, the cankerworm. They just come and read that whole scripture. Then you'll understand that it's a, right now you could, be, you could be a living dead. And you're suffering from the consequences of you being in the wrong place at the wrong time, doing the wrong thing. We fear Satan more than we should fear God. You should be afraid of God who has the power of life and death. Because no thief can come to your door except God permits him. I have to emphasize this. You know, we, we read these scriptures and we, 
We smile about them. But I will ask you, what do you know God has called you to do when you're walking the other way? That's where the problem is. If God has called you to lend advice to young people, then give it. If God has called you to serve, then serve. If, if he has created you to lead, then lead. If he created you and you're supposed to be in the military, then go. You first begin by walking into what he has prom called you to do. Then after that, he says everything you lay your hands on, he says it shall be blessed. So in other words, as long as your, your main core, for example, is leadership, it means that even if you try to rear rabbits, you will prosper. If God has called you, first of all, align yourself with heaven, then his blessings now will flow. That means whether you touch, do business or you do whatever, as long as you maintain the flow, you maintain the flow. Now, I know what God has called me to do. I am doing what he has called me to do. Do you get? Because I'm doing what he has called me to do. If I lay my hands on something, it will work. Why? Because I'm connected. It's, it's in the flow. But if I decided to do business and run from the call, I'm telling you, I'll be the last and not the first. I'll borrow from many and lend to none. I'll be cast as I go out. I'll be cast as I come in. Are you seeing? And then the blessing, the curses will overtake me, overtake the children. Even the cups are cast. Are you seeing? Everything is cast. Even the dogs in this house would be cast. How many of you have, have, have dogs at home and they don't produce? So because of you, the dogs are also cast. You have a cat, the cat can't produce. Ten years, no cat not producing. It is because of you. Because God has no reason to cast the cat. But because you're not walking in what God has purposed you to do, the cat partakes of, you, the cat partakes of your cast. Now, let me tell you this. I know another person will say, oh, but you see, that's the Old Testament. No, 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 no. Are you Old Testament? Are you Old Testament? You are a living human being. And there's a purpose for you. God did not make you to become a tourist. So what has God created you to do? What is your purpose? You need to answer that and faithfully. Because if you don't answer that, you won't under explain what's happening around you. And you know the dangerous thing that I fear. You know that witch doctor in your village is only successful because you are walking outside of God's plan for you. Did you know? But do you know that when you're walking according to God's plans for you, there can be no weapon formed against you that shall prosper. Did you know that you will go to the village and the witch doctors flee or they go, the demons go on leave because you arrived? It's true as long as you're walking according to God's plan. But as long as you're not walking according to that purpose, even the guys who are just, you know, even witch doctors, they have got trainees. Yeah? Even those trainees, they will grab you. So the prophecy that you receive from God, that prophetic word, it is only relevant and effective when you are living and walking according to God's divine plan. People do not be fooled. There is no amount of fasting. There is no amount of prayer that can arm twist God. You can never connive with God regarding your destiny. When he says that, I know the plans, he doesn't mean you get that scripture and tell him, Lord, you said you know the plans. No. If you know the plans, then trust him enough to walk in that plan. However humble it may be, walk in that plan. However humble it may be. God always wants to start with you somewhere. So now you, I don't know what it is you're doing. 
Are you a partaker? You know, go and read the blessings and read the curses. It will help you understand whether you're working in God's plan or not. Because you could be a partaker of, both, of each one of those. But you can't be a partaker of both. Make up your mind today that you pursue God. I know right now the question you're having is, how do I know God's purpose for me? And I'll ask you a simple question. How many of you here are struggling to look at me? How many of you today took tea? Did you take tea in the morning? Did you pour it in the eye? Where did you put it? Why? It's the right place. I'm yet to see a man calling me, you know, Pastor Mark, I've been struggling. To do what? The eye has refused to take in the tea. I'm really doing my best. We will pour, let me tell you, we can even bring whatever expert. They will pour and even remove the eye. But this is not the entry point to the stomach. So everything has a purpose, which our natural bodies seem to operate in alignment to God's purpose. But yet we ourselves as people have refused to walk according to God's purpose. It's a fact. We are so quick to know that there is something wrong when somebody does something contrary to the natural what we're used to. But we are not quick to discern that you could actually be heading in the wrong direction. Now, God may be say, God sees you in Kumi, you are on your way to Kavali. The angels are waiting the other side, and you're heading. But, but this is what happens when you walk in the wrong plans. That's what happens. You're, you and God are heading in the wrong directions. That's why we, we're struggling for God to bless us. God never said you bless, he struggled to bless us. He said these blessings will come upon you and they will overtake you. But if blessings are not overtaking you, then something is going to overtake you. And what is that? It is the curse. It will come, it will overtake you. So today's service is about one thing. You discovering that purpose and then you making a commitment to God that you are going to align yourself to that purpose. Can I tell you, when you're walking and doing what God wants you to do and you're in the right place, have you not heard that a plane crashed and only one man survived? We, we find ourselves in awkward positions simply because we are doing the wrong thing at the wrong time, then you become a victim of circumstances. I never want to share a car with a person living in disobedience. We might all go together. You see, do you know that it's possible for you to go before your time because you are in the wrong place at the wrong time? Discover God's purpose. Let that be the place you spend almost all your prayer time trying to find out whether it is what God wants you to do. I am a witness to that because I am doing what God wants me to do. It comes naturally. It is by the Spirit of God. I don't take credit for it because it is done by the Spirit of the Lord. You have all witnessed, you have been testifying here, the things that God does. I cannot take any of credit for any of those things because they are purely done by the Spirit of God. But when it is by you, you will want credit for it. And this is how you tell you're in the wrong place at the wrong time doing the wrong thing. It's possible for you to be 80 and you have spent all your life doing the wrong thing. It can only mean one thing. You spend eight years of your life struggling. Because when you are in your rightful plan and purpose with God, He will bring the right people in your life. He, he will bring them. If God wants you to go to Netherlands, Okay, God will make it happen if it is in his plan for you. Listen to me. If it is in his plan for you, you will go there and nobody, I'm telling you, you go to the embassy and everybody in the embassy is working for you. Everybody is running. Hey, get, oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, 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 let's fix it. Even if you are late, simply for one thing, because heaven registers it. 
us must obey. Then you find that you go to the embassy and the door just opens and, and everybody is so eager. Even your documents, even if they're upside down, they will sort them themselves. Before you know it, you're there. Now, let's look at the opposite. Let's just assume it's Dubai. And you've got everything correct, 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 correct. Bank statement, medical, everything. My friend, you get there and the Arabs change on you. The guys who have been, even if you've been entering in and out, then the guys will flip on you. They will throw you in a kamangali. You will not know how quickly you got back here. Then you ask yourself a question, what went wrong? Am I making sense? Mm -hmm. What went wrong? So I think that before you, you embark on something, find your rightful purpose. Everything else will flow from that. As a matter of fact, when you are within your rightful purpose, everything else begins to fall in place. Do, and doors begin to open for you that you didn't ask. Be careful if you've been trying to knock on a door, you may end up breaking it down. If you're meant to be in Norway like him, when the time comes, I am telling you, sir, it's going to fall in place and you won't have to struggle with it. Now, he may even, it may have skipped his mind, but this is God. He loves you, but you have to understand that you and him must cooperate. Don't force your way. It's a reason why we have unnecessary delays. It's a reason we've got these frustrations. It's a reason we get angry. It's a reason why. But when you understand God's purpose, if God says that you will be in Canada, for God's sake, it's his country. It's near. It's his to give. It's not for a man. It's only a cross. He will take you there. Even the embassy may look for you. They may beg you to go. But do you know why those miracles don't happen to us? Those miracles don't happen because we don't want to align ourselves with God's purpose. It's the only reason. But if we had been aligning ourselves entirely with God's purpose for our lives, things would happen. And you ask yourself a question, but why are things happening the way they're happening? So what's your choice? Do you want to continue living in disobedience? Or do you want to find God's purpose for you and walk in it? I know uh, when you find God's purpose, it may not really be fancy. I have to warn you. It will not seem fancy. You may not have the best of offices. You may not have the best of the things you're used to today. His purpose, Mr. John, may take you in a place you don't want to be in at that time. And you don't want to put your name to it. It may take you somewhere. When you look at yourself, your status right now, and you think, no, no, that can't be God's plan. If God says that that is where he wants you to be, will you have the humility in your heart? Will you have the humility in your heart to go and be there? Or to start and say, Lord, I'm willing. Here I am. And yet God will do this to give you a choice. Are you going to go? Imagine you moving your whole family. You look at her. You imagine her and the Lord says to her, move to Namalu with your husband. First of all, the town will gather for her sake. An attraction has come 
to town. I'm telling you, they will come. They will gather from everywhere. They will, the news will go to the mountain that there is a lady you need to come. Her and her children, they have come. And they will gather to look at her. And yet God is looking for, do you have the humility in your heart to obey the Lord? I know when you go back to your bed today, you will process this message. Above all messages, I am very sure of it. Because this message is about a destiny. It's about a destiny. Is it possible to live your whole life in the wrong place? Absolutely. Your whole life in the wrong place. But I'm, I'm grateful to God that today we have this message. And why? Because God wants to change something today. Imagine the Lord said to Elijah, he said, go into a town of Zarephath. I've commanded a widow there to feed you. Supposing Elijah has said, no, 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 Zarephath is far. Let me go here to Judea. I know Arthur is my friend. He has some kafood, some kamani. Let's go and stay here with him. The prophet and Arthur would have both perished because Elijah would have brought, uh, Arthur would have allowed disobedience, a disobedient man in his house. You know the story of Nyoda? I know what you remember about the story of Jonah is that he was running from God. What you forget is that Jonah I was directly disobeying. And what you forgot is the people who were with him who took on a disobedient man. So these guys were going to suffer shipwreck because of one disobedient man. So, which brings me to this final point, is that you may not be disobedient, but the one you are with could be disobedient. You understand, eh? So, then now you see your boat is rocking, and you're wondering, but I've been sailing this boat peacefully. What is the problem? Tell the Lord I'm available. That's all God needs. God has not said save money. You think that heaven has run out of resources? God has not said that. But how willing are you to obey the Lord? Guys, it's a this is about destiny. It's your destiny. Why do you mortgage it? Why do you mortgage your destiny? Why do you mortgage your destiny? Do you don't know the things he suffered, but he suffered them for one reason. He has not been willing. You have tried to make things work. They will not work. As sure as God lives, they will not work. Until you say, Lord, here I am. I'm willing. And I'm available. And I will go. And there are many of you, I know you're saying, Mm, but there are many of you like that. You understand, eh? There are many like that. Make no plans where God has not told you to make plans. You will die in your sins. You must get out, step in the water, get your feet wet. Also, trusting God is not without risk. Hmm? Trusting God is not without risk. There will be a risk to you when you choose to trust God. But is the risk rewarding? If God has made a promise to you, okay, let him do it. If the Lord has made a promise to you, let him do it for you. What is your responsibility in it? What is your responsibility? Step 
in the water. But I want to beg you, make sure it is God's purpose for you. How many of you, and you're so sure that God called you, and you're sure that you're living in disobedience? There's been a call upon your life to preach the gospel or to be in full-time ministry, and you know in your spirit it's there. Chances are you as a person need to be aligned again. But what does it mean to be realigned to God? What does it mean to be realigned? What it means to be realigned to God is, first of all, is that you say, Lord, I'm sorry that I have probably been either going in the wrong direction deliberately, or number two, I was doing what I wasn't even certain you had called me to do. Now, we, our lives lose meaning in the presence of God when we begin to go in the wrong direction. And by the way, in, in such circumstances, God can do nothing for you. I have to be very frank with you. Is that you have to reach a point where you turn around yourself and say, surely I'm in the wrong place, I'm doing the wrong thing, and I'm heading in the wrong direction. What do you do for a man who you have told to come and meet you in Imbarara, and he calls you and tells you, I am looking for you here in Igang, I don't see where are you. Who are you going to blame? Yourself or the man? So even you, I will say this to you, maybe you who have gone abroad, you know. For us here, if I'm going to go to his house, I don't need GPS. I'll find my way, even by foot. The people who live outside of this country, especially in the US, in those busy countries, for you to find the person, he must give you his address. It's normally figures and letters. When you pass them into the GPS, the car will take you right there. It will tell you, pass here, pass here, pass here, pass here. God has the GPS for your life. But if you choose to get off the route, you'll get lost. You ever missed an exit in the US on a busy road? Miss an exit. You're finished. And that's how life is. Is that sometimes we miss the turn. But the bit about God is that even if you're 70, to which nobody here is 70, you can start again. This is how you're going to learn to walk into what God has called you to walk. Make yourself available. If you don't make yourself available, God will not bring anybody to you. I'm available as a vessel. It's why we are here. We're not here for anything else. We are here because I said, Lord, I'm available. So now let's Pray to the Lord. It's a simple prayer of alignment. Say, Lord, we are going to just say, Lord, please align me. I know that I've spent all these years trying to chase. You know, Andrew Mark explains it like this. It's like a dog trying to chase its own tail. Now, God gives you different talents. Not everybody has many. There are those who have one. Have you read the parable of talents? Mm -hmm. Now, you could have like five, ten talents. God can give you many talents. Okay? But remember that all of these talents are joined together by one thing. One thing and one thing alone. Find that one thing. And God will tell you, it will be the two of you. He will tell you. You will begin to thrive in that which he wants you to do. So what is your talent? It, it, if you're good with people, start from here. Here, Manga, this is a community. And let me warn you now. When you stand before the Lord, he will judge you 
based on what you did with the talent he gave you. I just want you to talk to the Lord. And first you say, Lord, I am sorry that I didn't bother to find out what it is you wanted me to do with my life. But here I am today. Please align me according to your purpose for my life. Just align me. Please pray. Talk to God. That's what I want you to say. Just talk to God. In your own words, please. Align my life. Align my destiny according to your purpose, according to your plans, according to your will. Talk to him. Remember that your life needs to be aligned. Because until your destiny is aligned, it becomes difficult. You will struggle in life because you are not aligned. Because your blessings, blessings come when we are aligned to God's purpose. Miracles happen when we are aligned to God's purpose. And tell him, Lord, I am willing to walk according to your divine purpose for me. I make myself available that you will use me for your will, for your purpose. From this day, henceforth, I will be available. I make myself available every morning that, Lord, you will use me to reach other people, to reach the helpless, to reach the hurting, to reach the brokenhearted, that, Lord, I will be available. I am a vessel, and I am willing that you will use me for your glory, for your honor. Say, Lord, take me to the right place, to the place where you have planned and purpose to fulfill your life, to fulfill your will, to fulfill your plan for my life, the place where I am supposed to be, to the place of my fulfillment. Take me to the place where you have purpose for me to be. Somebody talk to the Lord, please. Listen carefully. It is important to God that you're in the right place. Please. You don't want to be a victim of circumstances. Our Father and our God, today we've heard your word that when we don't walk according to your divine plans, we walk outside of your blessings and we live in direct disobedience to your plans. Now, dear Father, today you have aligned us back to your plan and your purpose. Restore unto us the blessings due to our lives. And Father, even as your children walk out of this place, teach them to walk according to that which your purpose for them. And Lord, I know that you have spoken the word almost over everyone in this place. Lord, may that word come to pass in the time in which your purpose for it to come to pass. We come to you with thanksgiving to bring to you our offering. Lord, I speak a blessing over the finances of your children and even those that have not been able to give that honestly don't have. I speak a word over their life, dear God. It is you who gives bread to the eater and seed to the sower. Give unto them so that they can be a blessing to you. And Father, in this period of COVID-19, keep them safe. Keep sickness and disease away from their houses. Let every house be covered by the blood of Jesus. That, Lord, may the children not become sick in any exposure that they may have. We know that COVID is a spirit. Lord, preserve us by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And dear Father, I speak fulfillment into the lives of your children. And may that word which they have received from you, let it come to pass. Let the fulfillment begin today 
for many of them. Let it begin today. Remember even those who have been waiting upon you, Lord. You are a God who does miracles so great. Lord, may you do miracles great in our lives. Set apart your children, dear Lord. Set them apart, dear God. Set them apart from their neighbors. Set them apart in their ministries, in their home, in their workplaces, in their communities. Set them apart. And let the whole world know that they serve the living God. And Father, for our brother who is here, who just came out of hospital, we thank you for his healing. We soak him in the blood of Jesus and we declare upon his life that he shall not go back to that hospital again. But he will live his life free in the name of Jesus. And dear Father, I pray for our loved ones who are not here. Preserve them. Watch over them. Let your hand rest firmly upon them. And everlasting Father, this week I speak about your children and everyone in this place. That dear Lord, may they live and not die. That no one will be buried. Not this week, not this month, not this year, dear Lord. And Lord, none of them will have to bury a loved one. And not today, not this week, and not this year. And Father, we pray for Josephine and the baby. Lord, may you bless her and even bless the child. We bless the, pro, the womb of Percy, which you spoke about, about those two sons, those two nations. We bless her, we bless the womb, and bless the nation as well. And dear God, we receive your word with gladness. We thank you for the word you have spoken over John's life and his family and his wife. We know that it's not by power, nor by might, but by your spirit. We thank you for the word you have spoken over our brother, seated right there. We know that it's not by power, nor by might, but it's by your spirit. We thank you for the word you spoke of our sister in front here. We know it's not by power, nor by might, but it is by your spirit. We thank you, Lord, and we bless you. Lord, bless our homes. Bless the places we walk in. Bless the vehicles we use. Bless the food. Bless the water. Let your hand be visible upon your children this week. Let it be visible, Lord. Let it be visible, dear God. Let it be visible. Lord, let this week be productive. Let it be one of the most productive weeks in our lives. Oh, we thank you, Father. And we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.